Hi everyone and welcome to Rob Evans 365 and today I have a very special guest, Vanessa Jane Patrick. How are you today, Vanessa? I'm doing amazing. I'm really, really excited about um, today's interview. Yeah, me too. So Vanessa and I met, I was trying to think, it's probably oh, a couple of months ago now at, um, at an event and uh, we've connected since then and I've, I don't know, sometimes when you meet somebody you feel like you've got a really strong connection with like-mindedness and everything. I think we've got um, some really great material here where we can, we can draw out a lot of stuff today. But before we get started, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Vanessa so, so that um, you, we can put in context who you are and, and, and what you're doing. So there's so many different qualifications here, I'm gonna to have to read it out for you, but you're basically a speaker, trainer and coach um, and Vanessa Jane Patrick, Live, Love, Give. You're the podcast host of Limitless Potential. You studied law. You're a certified neurosemantics uh, practitioner. You're a certified NLP practitioner as well. You've studied matrix therapies, coaching. Um, you're also a certified personality profiler. And uh, you've also done Tony Robbins' um, Mastery University, which I, I know what that's like. That's, um, that's um, all amazing achievements. And I guess taking all that away, your passion uh, comes to studying human behavior mm-hmm. and how do we maximize that human potential. And I love that because we all have so much that's inside us that needs to be woken up, uh, doesn't it? And, and that's your passion. So um, I'm excited about this call and what we're going to talk about. So. Um, thank you for, for taking the time today to talk to us. Absolutely. And yeah, like you said, I mean, we've connected and yeah, like you said, we just, when you meet those people in your life and you're like, oh, you know, there's somebody else out there who thinks a little bit like me and we can talk on this other level and it's super refreshing. So super pumped <laughs> to dive in. I know we even spoke just before we hit record, like we could probably talk all day. Um, yeah. I guess we'll try and limit it a bit so people can like stay tuned, but um, yeah. that's for introduction. No problem. And, and what I also love, um, obviously we were just talking about this, you're about to go and do a workout. And yeah. I love when people have connected their health, their fitness with all these other great things and the, the potential for that. And I think there, there really is this untapped potential in everybody that just don't see how, you know, when I talk to people, uh, you know, we were talking about my background the other day, being chartered accountant and all that kind of stuff. When I talk to business people that are overweight and then they're not achieving, you know, their potential within their business, I say, if only you realise the link between taking care of you mm-hmm. and getting that energy and that focus, your whole life will change. It's not just your body, it's everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we chatted the other day, um, it's not often that you see somebody that, gets all of that and I know that you do and how important it is for you to look after yourself as well so we're going to talk about that in a second but um, what I love about what you do is um, you I'm not looking at my other screen here to read it because I want to get it right <laughs> so on your website you talk about helping people access their authentic empowerment and discovering their unique genius so you're really helping people help discover themselves. So obviously you'll get people coming to you with all kinds of issues. So I was just wondering, how do you start? You get a new person in front of you. And let's just say, because we're, we are going to talk about weight loss and so forth. So say you get somebody that physically presents with you, or I realize you're working all around the world and you, you probably see them and you can tell, you can tell that they're overweight. Yep. Where do you start with people? 
Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And it basically comes down to the fact that how your outward representation is such a depiction of what's going on inside your world. So um, for me personally, you know, how I kind of got started to even do what I do right now and why I'm so passionate about helping people be their authentic, empowered selves and discover their genius is ultimately I didn't know who the hell I was. And I see this behind so many people who are struggling. I know you in your industry, you're meeting a lot of people on the physical realm and you can't run away from that, right? Like we can pretend a lot of things, but how you show up and how your body looks, like we can tell how you're treating your body. And, you know, at the end of the day, that treatment about of how you treat your body um, is basically about what's going on inside of yourself in terms of who are you? What do you want? And do you have the courage to break through your fears and limitations and go after it? And those of us who don't, you know, we get stuck. We, we, we get stuck in the physical realm and we don't get to that place, which I'm going to talk into a little bit of Tony Robbins language here because I know you're familiar with it. But at the end of the day, you know, our fulfillment comes when we know that we are personally growing ourselves yeah. and that contributing something with our lives ourselves, yeah exactly that's that spiritual that fulfillment level that's beyond just the physical every day so yeah so you mentioned there about uh limitations and, yeah. and so forth do you think so i know this was an issue for me you know when i you were talking to me the other day we, we were doing the personality profile and so it'd be good if you could talk about that um but for me, when I started on my health and fitness journey, I said to you, it came out of pain, which I've mentioned on the podcast before, but out of being bullied and so forth. I was just a, a young kid, but then I was still being bullied at 21. And that was the snap point where I thought, I'm an adult now. I've had enough of this. I'm going to change. Yep. It wasn't for a few years after that that I thought I had to change my body, but it was really my mindset. So I didn't really know who I was or what I wanted to do. And you asked me when we were doing the profiling about how I went from accounting to what I do now. And now I've really discovered what my true purpose is. Mm. And I guess it's about the journey, isn't it? And who you become on that journey. And this is why coaching, like with you, with me in the different areas, is so great because we get you there faster. Yeah. So it would have been great to meet you. Probably you were only like three at the time. But um, when I was there, and it would have fast-tracked probably 20 years <laughs> of my life. But I've had so, so much growth over that period of time. But do you think when you start working with people that they actually are aware of what their limitations are and their fears are? No. So this is the greatest point. And I think I can share a bit of a story if, if that's okay with you yeah, go for it. about kind of how this all interrelates and, and kind of where why I got to where I am right now. So kind of like you, you know, we don't know how the hell at 18 years old, do we know exactly what we want to dedicate our lives to? Mm. And for me personally, I never really knew what I wanted to do. I was kind of just, I could felt like, you know, I was, I grew up with my parents telling me I could do anything that I chose to do. But um, behind the scenes, it was really, I knew that what was expected of with, of me was to become a six, successful lawyer or doctor, or if my dad had it all his way to be an engineer, right? He even took okay. me to Germany to meet a female engineer. And I am the opposite to anything like that. Yeah. Um, but ultimately where everything shifted and changed for me, and I realized I did have fears and limitations because we're so good at pushing that stuff oh, down. And, and having it come out in all these different ways. And for me personally, 
how it was coming up for me was um, in my, I, you know, was studying a degree that I let my brother choose for me. I was like, what should I do? I know I have to go to uni. He said, you should do business. I was like, okay, I'll do business. I did a business degree and uh, knew that wasn't opening any doors for me. And I thought, well, what the hell am I going to do with my life? And I thought, and at that stage, I was um, out in the corporate world and working in mortgages, but I was seeing that that way of life, that corporate arena was kind of, you had to kind of kiss butt to get to get ahead. And it wasn't sitting right with me. So at that point, I thought, well, what else can I do? I didn't know anything about the personal development realm, about mindset shifting. And so um, I decided what's going to open up most doors is to get a law degree, right? And I'm, you know, subconsciously, that was really, you know, who do I need to be loved by my parents, by my family? How do I appear that, you know, I'm good enough and worthy enough? So I thought, you know, unconsciously, right, that yeah. that's who I needed to be. And what happened at that point was um, I was using, I, I, every time I was at, you know, having to study, I was like, love learning. I'm such a learner. But every day that was ticking by, I could feel deep down that, you know, I wasn't going to be a lawyer. Like I could see the timeline. Oh my gosh, what's life going to be like in this industry? And so what I was doing was I was using health and fitness as my like little escape route. You know, like I was studying all I could about, you know, health and fitness and nutrition. And I was listening to podcasts and I was training and writing up nutrition plans and gym plans and all this sort of stuff. And it wasn't until I met my ex-partner who, funnily enough, was in the health and fitness industry and um, we connected in that realm. And yeah. I really looked up to him and what he was doing. And um, anyway, he, we ended up becoming a relationship. And uh, he said to me, look, there's this guy, Tony Robbins. I love his work. Um, and a year ago, I went to his event and I bought two tickets to go to his Unleash the Power Within event. And my plan was I'll meet the, the woman of my dreams and I'm going to take her with me. And I thought, okay, well, all right. I checked Tony Robbins out online and I was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, He's crazy. Weird, but I'm open to it, yeah. yeah. Like a cult leader or whatever. He's a crazy guy, but oh, I'll, I'll try anything once. And uh, I'm so grateful um, that I went to that event because it opened the doors to actually ask myself quality questions in yeah. the world of Tony Robbins to get quality answers. Yeah. And, that was the first time I actually was able to start addressing that I had fears and insecurities. Can and we just pause there for a moment? I think this is really, really important. I, um, I was just doing a recording earlier today and exactly the same thing. I, I was talking to you the other day how I, it's probably been seven years ago now, five to seven years where I discovered Tony as well because I was looking for that change in my life. And there's a few things that have always resonated with me, uh, with him. One is about, you know, raising your standards for yourself and just um, doing that, but becoming a master communicator with yourself, yeah. asking yourself better quality questions. Yeah. And it's so easy for us, whether in any area of your life, but if, it, if we just, you know, pick the health and fitness side of it, for instance, it's always easy to ask ourselves bad questions. Why am I fat? Why is this never working for me? Why am I always going to be this way, et cetera, et cetera, as opposed to asking a way better question, which is what can I learn from this? 
Absolutely. How can I grow from this experience? No matter what it is, whether it's death or whatever. Like my, my dad passed away like um, 15 months or so ago. And it's like, well, you could get caught up in the sadness of losing a loved one, but mm-hmm. we all know that your loved ones are going to die at some point. And it's like, so what does that mean to me? And for me, because he was suffering from dementia, for me it was he was now free. And depending on your spiritual beliefs and whatever, you know, he's with mum again now. He's, he's happy. He's not in pain anymore. And it's like, well, what else can I take away from it? And it's like, well, okay, well, it's now up to me to, you know, live the family legacy and, and teach my kids and grow them in, in, in what I want. And out of pain, like me being bullied, the pain of that said to me, so what can I take from this experience? I could have gone one day and said, okay, well, I'm going to go drugs, alcohol, whatever, my life's over. Or step up, raise my standards and say, this is going to be the moment that defines who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Absolutely. And and you've you've brought up so much greatness there because, you know, uh, and I'm sure we could talk all day long about just Tony Robbins and the value that he adds to the world. Um, But what you were talking into, you know, it's like, what am I going to make this mean? You know, am I going to make this this terrible thing or whatever? It's nothing has anything, any meaning other than the meaning that we have. Exactly. So we're in control of that. And most of us are seeking control in our external environment. We're trying to control our weight. We're kind of control our partnering relationship. We're kind of trying to control the outcomes. But at the end of the day, you only have control over the meanings that you create and the actions that you take as a result of those meanings. So yeah, powerful stuff. Um, And also your primary question there. You know, like you were just mentioning about your father passing away and, you know, what you're going to make this mean. Um, Most people are walking around with a question that's determining their whole life. It's the filter for their whole life. And that is, what's wrong with me, right? It's normally built around limitations and fear, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. That's right. And so, you know, if we take it back to where I was at that Tony Robbins event, my primary question that I discovered in that moment that changed everything for me was who do I need to be to be loved? And I realized in that moment that, you know, I was in this moment, there was thousands of people in the room and I'm sitting there and I'm finally asking myself these questions. Like, why am I doing what I'm doing with my life? I was had this battle between these two selves. I had, you know, this part of me that was saying, you know, you're not a lawyer. Like, what the hell are you doing? What are you trying to prove? Get off this path. It's not right for you. It's killing you. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of me saying, whoa, 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 like you can't make a change. You're too old to, to, to make a change. You have to finish what you started. Yeah. In that moment, and I've had this battle and I was realizing this primary question of who, who do I need to be to be loved, which presupposes I'm not loved for who I am. Yeah the most incredible gift happened to me at this moment. And what happened was across the room of these thousands of people, this woman stood up and she was bawling her eyes out. And she said, Tony, Tony. And, you know, he gave her the mic. He's like, what's going on? You know, we're all going through this process of uncovering why we're doing what we're doing with our lives. And she was bawling her eyes out. She said, I am so grateful i could not be more grateful for this moment and he said why what's going on for you what are you uncovering and she said all my life i've been a successful lawyer 
I'm 65 years old. I've been tremendous in this area of law, but I've had four divorces and none of my children talk to me. And I've just made the realization that I chose to be a lawyer because it's who I thought I needed to be in order to get the love and approval from my father. And now at 65 years old, making this realization that that's not who I am, that's not authentic to me, I've got my entire life left to live authentically and I'm so grateful. And me sitting there at 24 years old um, at that point, thinking too old to make a change, in that very moment, having this 65-year-old woman go down that path for me and say how grateful she was to be so young to live the rest of her life authentically that was the pivotal moment for me to go no more i'm so grateful look how old i am so young and i've got the rest of my life to get off the wrong path and discover what the right path is Mm -hmm. and that's ultimately why i do the work that i do today yeah Yeah, beautiful beautiful so tell me did you finish studying law or did you yeah, so I had, um, I have still a year of subjects left if I want to get the actual degree for law. Um, yeah. I finished my business degree. So, um, yeah, and like everybody in my life right at that moment was like, why wouldn't you just do that? Yeah. And I was like, but why would I waste another year of my life doing something that's not authentic to who I am when I, I actually could be spending that year channeling all my energy towards what I'm passionate about. Yes. And people around me look at me and think I'm crazy. Yeah. Cause I'm doing, I'm always working, you know, yeah. I'm always on the go. Like I'm never, so I don't have weekends. I don't know what day of the week it is. Yeah. Um, but that's the first day, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, when you find that thing and, and that's that genius zone, you know, like uh, we can mention personality psychology whenever you want to, but you're totes in your zone and, uh, and so am I, you know, and so that's yeah. the that we can take and be comfort- confident with that. I think this is one of the, we're going to talk about it in a second, yeah. uh, but um, this is where you know, the people people try to put their limiting beliefs on you so much. I mean, when I changed from my career in um, big corporate to do what I do now, mm. uh, people said a combination of things. Either you can always come back when it doesn't work yeah, <laughs> uh, or behind your back, you're crazy. No one's ever made money from you know, going to make money that way. Um, it's just, you know, crazy. And there was only one person really that was super supportive of me. And it was the person in the whole organisation. He was my direct um, general manager and the, the smartest business person I've ever met. He is like a brilliant man. And he said to me, Rob, he said, I'm so jealous. <laughs> he said, I love the fact that you found what it is that, uh, you know, that truly thrives you. He says, I've never met anyone that has followed their passion and failed. Mm. And I'll, I'll never forget that because I thought, man, this is somebody that I admire so much and he's given me so much that he's actually envious of me. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Oh. Um, so well done. I mean, it, it takes courage, doesn't it? It requires walking across those hot coals and unleash the power within and placing those fears and yeah. um, and really deciding for yourself to set a new standard yes. uh, for yourself. And that's probably a nice 
uh, as lead in to uh, let's talk about some weight loss now and some weight loss clients that you've worked, um, worked with. Most people in life, I mean, we know the stats, 67% of our Australian population is overweight or obese. So, and, and there is a growing movement of people that, um, I don't want to judge anyone here and I'm generalising this language, but there's a growing movement of people that want to justify their overweight existence because that's where the majority is and it's easier rather than saying, do you know what? I'm going to become part of the minority, step out of that, raise my standard for myself and say, do you know what, I'm, I'm so unhealthy, yeah. I'm going to change all that. So I, I wanted to tap into your expertise here and say, okay, so you've got somebody that comes to you for weight loss and how do you break through that mindset and to get that mind shift and so forth? Because look, at the end of the day, the, the mechanics, um, yeah. well, for me, it's not rocket science. It's this part here above the... Um, above the, sh the shoulders that we've got to get right because the mechanics are, are quite simple. You've just got to consistently do it, but it's the mind that we need to change to say, you need to consistently do this and this is why I'm going to consistently do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love your questions there. And ultimately it all comes down to identity. If you believe yourself to be an overweight person, most people who struggle with their weight have identified as that type of person. You know, if we don't shift our identity, the internal world about who we believe ourselves to be, know ourselves to be and hold the standard for ourselves to be, we're never going to make those shifts in the long term. That's when we have that, you know, we might make a change and we're like, okay, somebody else has got me accountable and we're making this change and maybe it's new or exciting and we think it's going to make the difference, but it's so short lived. And that was so tiring for me um, back in the day when I was in the corporate environment and loving health and fitness and writing people training programs and nutrition programs and they're getting all hyped up and excited and maybe they make some changes for maybe a week or maybe a month. And, but they don't through. and and so you know that was so exhausting i know you totally relate to this because as a somebody helping somebody in whatever regard coaching somebody you're there for them you know you're on their yeah. team you see their potential you're shining light towards their potential you're telling them you can do it here's the pathway i've got you right and then for, and you put so much energy into their potential and you can go for it but at the end of the day again you can't control them can only control yourself and, and the actions that you take. And so you, what I got to a point of was just, this is exhausting. What's really going on for people? And that's when I started going, you know what? I love health and fitness, but it's all up here, like you said, right? You know, it's all up here. And it's really basically, to simplify it, who do you believe yourself to be? And that's what we need to work on. So tell me, where do you think that identity comes from? Mm. Is it from childhood? I mean, I can see that there's a whole range of things, but from your perspective, where do where do you think that identity of that they're living by yep. comes from? Great question. I think it's default. I don't think we take enough time to actually think out who we are and who we want to be out. You know, we don't, we don't, we just go with the flow. You know, we're, we're told things growing up, like you said, experiences through childhood, um, whatever. And then we just merge who we are um, based on the responses that we get from the external world and we live life by default. And so what I like to do is wake people up to the fact, and it's a scary thought because the biggest need for people is to have certainty. 
You know, that's why we oftentimes go to food because it gives us some comfort and certainty. But yeah. we need certainty about who we are. It's so scary to address the fact that most of us don't even know who we really are. And yeah. we've never taken time to clarify that. So I always start, I coach from the inside out, right? Yeah. Who are you? And, and how do we, if this is the result, oftentimes it's going to be, I want to look better so I can feel better. But yeah. at the end of the day, who are you? We've got to shift that. We've got to identify it. And that's what I do. I, I work with helping people identify who they actually are outside of the expectations from the external world. So does that start with the profiling that we did the other day, the personality profiling? Yeah, that's definitely a big part of it. So um, I work with a, with a number of different tools. Um, predominantly what I do, if I get a coaching client, I go super deep, right? I'm talking like the first thing that we do is I would get them to fill in. I've got a very in-depth questionnaire. It goes like 13 pages. It's kind of a project, um, yeah. but it basically gives me insight into the workings of their mind before we even go into profiling. Um, and basically it gives me a whole timeline of where they've come from, where their identity has been pulled from, the challenges that they've experienced, who have been those, um, those influences in their lives that have had, had major impacts on who they believe themselves to be. And then basically from there, I tailor programs. So I work, a lot of people have a lot of emotional clearing, a lot of emotional baggage behind their identity that they need to work on. So I, I don't, you know, I kind of differentiate um, psychology. Uh, I use modalities of psychology, but I differentiate, um, you know, going and seeing a psychologist to going and seeing a coach. It's different, right? So yeah. I've done both. Um, I've always got coaches in my life. Um, I've gone through the route of psychologists before I knew about personal development and they definitely have their place. And I'm a big believer in going to war with, you know, tackling challenges in your life and having those different people in your life that you can go to that have these different perspectives. But at the end of the day, I don't like the fact of going back into the past and keep going back into the past and kind yes. of not moving on from the past. Yes. And, and so the emotional clearing that I do is um, a guided, uh, guided um, uh, process that works with NLP, works with the mindset, works with the filtering processes. And it gets you to a place where you go back into the past, you address everything so you never have to go back there and yeah. all you take is the wisdom, the knowledge. And by doing so, what you're really doing is you're cutting the ties of those anchors because those anchors from the past are keeping you stuck as who you are and that's generating the results that you have. So if we can cut off those anchors, we get you to raise that standard like we're talking about and get to live by design rather than default and weighed yeah. down. So yeah. Yeah. I think you've used some great language there because um, the like as soon as you say the word anchor, mm. people might have different things, but I'm thinking, you know, an anchor that's, you know, in the sand or whatever and it's holding you back. Yeah. And most people, I mean, I know you do work in relationships as well. And that maybe that's easier for most people to think about in this context. But um, you finish one thing and you move on to the other thing, the next thing, and you're exactly the same person. You've just got an extra bag with you now. <laughs> and, and you've got to, uh, you know, you really do have to address these things that have happened in the past properly. And, and yeah, it's not like you're lying on the couch and, um, 
you know, the, the person's writing notes and that kind of stuff. But you, you really do need to dig into that because there is stuff that does go back to perhaps your childhood. Like I was talking about the other day about uh, me being bullied, you know, 11, 12, 13, and what that meant to me and what that means to me now and what drives my health and fitness mm. and who I am is still because of the pain that I had back there. Yeah. Um, I don't think it, well, I guess in some ways I'm still anchored to that thought, but I'm not, it doesn't limit me. Yeah. I use it as fuel to, uh, you know, to keep growing my standard, I guess. Absolutely. Because as you know, you know, between the ages of zero to seven, we as children kind of work out who we need to be in order to get the love, acceptance, approval um, from those parental figures or whoever those people are that we crave the most love from. And so our identity is born between those ages. But that's what I'm saying about most of us never go back and we never work out why we got here and how we got here and what that belief system is. And so we're, our identity now is what we created before we were seven you know, this young child with no experience, emotional intelligence, all this sort of stuff going on. Plus, added to that, all the most negative experiences we've had throughout our lives um, that, you know, pull us down and, and, you know, get to this point. And so it makes sense that we want to, as adults, with the new tools that we have, kind of go, you know what, kind of want my adult self to design my life and how I want to live rather than, you know, have this seven-year-old child who knows nothing at this point, you know, kind of determining the results that I'm having. And you, you hit on a great point there in terms of relationship. It's such a great way of looking at how if we don't change ourselves, nothing really changes. We just keep recreating the same problems. Mm -hmm. We're the common denominator. And most of us, I don't know about you, I've definitely had the experience where I've taken myself from relationship to relationship and thought no, originally not. it's this person that's it's always the other person. Of course, exactly. <laughs> but then as time goes by and you have enough of these experiences, you're kind of like, Why am I having the same pattern? This is <laughs> like deja vu every time. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So um, that's a whole nother topic we could talk all day about. But um, yeah, relationships is such a great place to look at how, you know, we, we need to decide what's what our place is, what our contribution is to our results. And it's easier to blame another person. Um, but you know, so that's a, yeah, great topic. I don't want to go too far down that yeah, road. Yeah, I know. We'll do that. Say that for another time. Yeah. Um, I think there's probably some people that are going to be listening to this where this is like way over their head. You know, they're like, wow, I hear what you're saying, but I can't relate to it. And I can understand that because uh, like you and I can have this meaningful um, discussion where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I get you. I get this. But say probably eight years ago, I'd be like, what? What are you talking about? I don't get this. I'm switching off now. But I think, I, how can we put this in, in terms that people would understand? I, I know from my perspective where I am now and the journey that I've gone through to get to here, yeah. there have been a number of light bulb moments along the way that I've said, wow, yeah, I get who I am, what I'm supposed to do, and I get those buttons. So, like, I think, I don't know, if, if we think that we've all got buttons, these triggers inside us, you know that I know what I need to do to press that one right now. 
and you, you just become more attuned. You know, people say, oh, I need to discover myself. You know, they say, oh, I have a gap year and go and discover yourself. It's not going to happen in the gap year. No. Um, you're too young probably to understand that unless you've got all the tools. But how, um, how do you think we can explain to people that are like, this is a little bit over my head. How will I, how do I get the fact that this is really, really important? Actually, before we do that, I would say the one thing that I had faith in was I, um, uh, I was looking to, I, I listened to some of Tony's stuff and I, this concept of standards. And I said, every area of my life, I want to raise my standards, every area, physically, you know, with my relationships, with my family and um, intimate partner, all that kind of stuff. I wanted to raise all of my standards. And uh, I thought I'm going to the very first program I got of his was the ultimate edge. And then I got personal power too. And I was listening to it and I couldn't connect how what he was saying was going to get me to where he says it's going to get me. Yeah. But I said, you know what? I, I've, I went with him because I wanted the number one person in the world in this area. I thought I want the best because yeah. I've tried things before they haven't worked. And I had faith in him mm-hmm. and I said, okay, I'm going to start here. I cannot see what the hell this has to do with getting me to point Z, yep. but he says it works, so I'm going to do it. Yep. So I did it and it probably wasn't until I got to maybe F or something like that where I can start to say, ah, now I know why I did that back there because yep. I can now start to see that these things are connecting from here to here to here and it's kind of like the way that I, I try and teach my kids give them life lessons and stuff and not always giving them the answer and saying well you know we're at f yeah um why are we at f now and do you see how we did all these other things and how they relate us to getting here and they're like yeah oh yeah i can i can see that mm. so, sorry now how, so how do you think we can make it more real for people to say do you know what you've got to go through this journey Awesome. Oh, awesome. Okay. All right. So where my mind goes straight away um, is like, ultimately, doesn't matter if you've never hit personal development before, you're going to get this and you're going to get instant access to really some self-understanding that you've never had before in your life. Mm -hmm. It's a process that I take people through. I've actually done a really great masterclass on this. So um, yeah, so I've got, you guys could get access to it. Um, but ultimately what it is, what is the goal? We've all got goals, no matter if we understand all this, you know, heebie-jeebie, woo-woo stuff about the mindset and whatever, we've all got goals in our lives. We've all got something that we could go, you know what, that's what I want. And we could use the weight loss example, because I know we wanted to have a chat about that throughout today's um, call. So, you know, say somebody has a goal that they want to lose weight right? So ultimately we need to get that goal measurable, all that stuff that everybody knows, right? So say, say they say, I want to lose 10 kilos, right? So it's about step one, identify what's your goal. Mm -hmm. Step two, you've got to ask yourself, why do I want this? Like, why do I really want this? Right? And so the way that I take people through this process is do a minimum 10, I want a minimum of 10 reasons why you really want to lose 10 kilos. Yeah. All of a sudden, this is starting to get clarity over, you know, why this person actually wants it. So it's reinforcing the goal. Yes. But the best step is step two. So once somebody's identified all the reasons why they really want it, 
you got to ask yourself, why don't you really want it? Now, mm. this is where the power is. Mm. This is stuff people are unaware of because anybody can say, I want this great goal and here's all the reasons why I want it. The challenge herein comes when we say, why don't I want it? And instantly we're like, what are you talking about? I've always wanted this. Like, I really want this goal. I've just given you 20 things, 20 reasons why I want this goal. And now you ask me why I don't want it. You're crazy. But if you really ask yourself that question and don't let you raise your standard, you know, hold yourself accountable to this question. Why don't you want to lose 10 kilos? Because at the end of the day, somebody who wants to lose 10 kilos, right? It's because you're overweight, right? And, yeah. and a person who's of healthy weight isn't looking to lose 10 kilos. So there's, there's reasons why you haven't got the result that you're after. So this is the point where it's usually around the 10th thing, the 10th reason why you don't really want to lose the 10 kilos where all the gold is. So yeah. an example might be, you know, initially you might be like, well, you know, it might take a lot of effort or I don't want to have to change this. And then by 10th reason, you might hit something like, well, I, I'm worried that, um, uh, that people, in, that my friends will judge me and won't want to hang out with me. And how will I connect with them if we're not um, eating bad food and going and doing this stuff, right? So it comes down to this more pivotal thing within them that is basically the real underlying reason why if they don't address it, they're not going to change. And, yeah. and it might be something about, you know, identity. Well, this is who I am. And if I, if I change who I am, I grew up in overweight, an overweight family and yes. that's who I am, you know? So there's all these reasons why, and anybody can do this with no knowledge whatsoever. Um, and then basically there's other steps that follow that I can, I'm happy to go into, but that's the key one. Um, that is really what helps people to identify and get control over why they want it, why they're doing what they're doing in their life and um, get control over the results that they're, they're generating and make an actual shift that will be lasting. Yeah. I mean, I know, but I love that. Um, it's, I do a similar process with my clients and I was telling you the other day that when I was reflecting a couple of years ago, how can I take myself to a new level? Because it's like, I keep saying to myself, I want this, I want this. I'm talking in terms of my business here, but it's yeah. relevant for um, a body as well. I say, I really want this, but I'm not there. So why am I not there? And it took me 32. It took me 32 yeah. statements to get to, ah, that's it. And I say to people say, how will I know when I get there? I said, you'll know. Yeah. You're, you'll just know that, that you get there. I think, yeah, I think that beautifully, beautifully explained. One of the things that uh, I think people do fall into the trap of is not setting a high enough standard for themselves because they don't know, well, they don't know what they don't know. And they say, I want to lose 10 kilos. But actually, really, they probably need for their ultimate health, need to lose 30, but they just say 10. Um, I think where it all came to reality for me was when I said, Do you know what? And again, it came from pain. We were talking about the other day about how often our biggest turning points in life come from pain and mine came from pain. And I thought, I don't just want to get a bit better. I want the world's best in this space. Hence why I went to Tony. And then I listened to him over and over for about five years, every single day over and over. And you could say, Oh, it's brainwashed you. No, it's conditioned me the way that I think now the conversations that we're now having. Yeah. And so what did that automatically mean? It meant that everything from that point on 
can be nothing less than world's best. Yeah, so then I thought, well, how do I get to be the best business person in the world? So I thought, who's the number one wealth expert? And that's how um, you know I found JT and that's how we met at one of his events. Yeah. And it's like all the stuff that I'm doing with him is taking me to a place that I never dreamt possible, but only came about because I said, I want the world's best here. And it's been very difficult. Like it's a big investment in time, money, everything, um, and just hard, hard work to get there. But I know Tony talks about, um, you know, the when you think you're getting good results, they're actually probably poor results. And then getting those excellent results are really probably just a good, yep. good effort. But to get those outstanding mm. is just that little bit above excellent. And you think you're there, but you've just got to keep pushing that that little bit more and then you get all the rewards, you get everything. And yep. I think that's that's the same with everything in life, isn't it? That resistance. I mean, we both work out. Yep. Um, we only get better looking in terms of our bodies and muscles because why? We force ourselves to go through pain, push against the resistance. Yeah. And most people aren't resilient. They're not, there's a, a resistance or I'm, I'm backing away now. That's hurting. I, I, can't, I can't go any further. And I find it particularly, particularly um, tough when you are dealing with people that do need to lose so much weight and you know why they're there. But helping them uncover uh, those points can be really quite difficult. Oh, you just hit on so much gold then. Um, you know, ultimately what I see is that it comes down to a self-esteem issue. You know, it's one thing for us, you know, you and I are the type of people that we've been going at it for a while now, right? We've achieved good results in what we do. We're aiming always for outstanding, you know, and, and that's one thing because when you're in it, it's, it's easier, right? We've got a level of self-esteem. We know it's possible. We believe it. We've, we've been achieving it. But yeah. that person who hasn't yet, you know, really seen results, that point, it really comes down to self-esteem. Because at the end of the day, like if you don't believe in the possibility of a different result, you're never going to get started. If you identify as this and you don't believe it can be any different, you've got nothing. And so it comes down to that point. It's like, yes, this person might have 30 kilos to, to lose, right? And we can see that. But it actually comes down to this person going, we just need to get you building your self-esteem so that you can get to a point where you're actually believing in yourself enough so that you can actually start getting those better results. So somebody like that coming to me who hasn't generated results and, you know, yeah, they might have a lot to lose and a lot to do. I actually start super small and the, the goal is not the goal. The goal is building your self-esteem. Yeah. What look like to find something that one thing that is small easily attainable that you can be consistent about on a daily basis and let's just commit to that for a week right yes. so that might be okay i know that it's healthy for me to like just go inside myself and take five minutes to meditate each day that's my goal this week or it might be i'm just going to put my runners on and i'm going to literally just walk around the block and yeah. that's my goal and that's that i'm just going to do rain hail or shine it, it's not the actual act of the walk around the block it's that you're building your self-esteem because you're following through on something that is healthy for you and you know it and you're doing it for you so yeah 
I think I, I like to see people that they need to, like the first step for me is that they need to commit to change. Yeah. If they're committed to change, I get them to rate it out of 10. Mm. And yeah. I, I don't, I actually don't take on anyone that's less than seven. Yeah. Um, so I say, look, I hear you. And some people then quickly change because they're like, they really want to work with you so badly. And I say, look, to be honest, I said, my, my schedule is so full. I said, my commitment is 100% to you and I only want to work with committed people. Yeah. And I said, to be honest, if you're a six, I said, you'll do well, well for a while, but then you're just going to stop yeah. because you're not committed enough to this change. I know I can hear that you, you want it, but you're not committed enough to do it. And I said, it'll be a grudge purchase and this needs to be an investment in your health. Mm. I have one lady that one day came to me with a, a friend of hers and she was kind of dragged along, but she wanted to change. Her commitment was one. She said, when I came in, it was one, but now after hearing you talk, it's probably a three. And I said, do you know what? I said, look, I, I can't work with you. Yeah. Uh, because you're just not ready. Mm. I'll work with you when you're ready, but I can give you the world's best program. You can come here every day, but you're not going to change with a three. Oh, um, so uh, unfortunately there's just people that aren't ready for that change. Are there? But, um, those that are, we're here to help. Absolutely. And I love that you hold that standard, you know, because as a coach, one of the most powerful things that we can do is to say no. Yeah. Say no. I'm, I, I hold myself to this standard and I value myself and my time and my energy and my effort. And I'm going to be up at this outstanding level with the people who are also committed to their success. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we can only help people to the degree that they're willing and able to help themselves and committed to helping yeah. themselves too. So you're showing, you're being that role model for them to go, oh, that's what it looks like to have a high standard. And yeah. I want to move beyond my current circumstances. I have to adopt that attitude too. So it's yeah. Yeah, for sure. So let's move on into um, so some relationships. So it could be intimate relationships or it could be just a, a, a really associations. We touched on this the other day. Yep. Um, uh, if I use this analogy for people, because I know I mentioned this to you as well, I say to people, if you want to change, and um, obviously the, the obvious one that we can talk about because most people are overweight or obese in that category, they want to lose a, you know, a reasonable amount of, of fat. I say if you want to... Uh, well, if you are the fittest, healthiest person in the room and you really want to change, mm. you've got to go into and stand in another room. And that's true for anything in life. If you want to be, you know, rich, successful, whatever, and you're the richest, most successful person in, the, in, in your room, you need to go and stand in another room so that you are the poorest, so that you will then raise your standard to get somewhere, somewhere else. So... From your perspective, how do you see the impact of people's environments around them with people and so forth and how that has an impact on them? Maybe, you know, they've come to you and they, they want to lose all this weight and they, they're ready to change, but they don't yet realise whether it's social media or the, the, I call it the inner circle of people uh, around them that are holding them back. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I mean, this is massive. It's actually the foundational place for the business that I've created. So I run a community, the Limitless Potential community. So we have an academy where we run masterclasses. Um, we do all sorts of programs. I do group coaching. Um, and the main reason why I've created this is because I was one of those people. 
who didn't have a support network around me for the changes that I wanted to make in my life. You know, I had friendships that supported me if I went out and, um, you know, went and drinking and taking drugs and going out and partying six nights a week. That was my circle. And when I started to go, oh, this is not who I want to be. And I got into health and fitness in the beginning. I lost a lot. I copped a lot of criticism from yeah. my internal world, from my corp. I had my bosses corner me, say, why are you looking after your health? Like you're going to get too skinny. Are you going to be anorexic or something? Like, you know, like really tackle tackling in. And I had people at going out um, at night and I decided I don't want to drink. I don't want to jeopardize my health you know, goals. And I had um, people cornering me and saying, I'm really worried about you. You're not like having fun anymore. Right. And so at that point, you know, like having all those sort of um, things happen, I had to leave those friendships behind. I took one friend with me who was going on that health kick with me and we could go to the gym together and connect that way. Yeah. And Personally, you know, when you get into personal development, I mean, whoa, like your network, like, and how you can communicate with people, it definitely gets um, shortened. And so basically I've created a community of like minds. We're all across the globe. We're all across the US, Canada, Amsterdam, Ireland, um, you know, everywhere, New Zealand, Australia, everywhere. And what we do is we connect at least once a month. Um, depending on who's in what programs with me, but we have a network and these people are flying to meet each other and connect with one another across the globe. They've built lifelong connections with people who share growth, personal growth, who will hold you to your highest standard, who demand you to be your best. And that's what they're doing. They're reaching for their highest potential and they're encouraging and supporting and challenging each other to do the same. Mm. Um, And they're all about contribution. That's the way that we contribute to one another is holding that space for one another, but challenging each other, you know, and going, right, here's what I'm doing. We don't limit each other. You know, my success is their success. Their success is my success and all around that group. And ultimately that's their safe haven to go, oh, it's okay. Like at my, in my everyday life, at my job, wherever I am, you know, these people don't really get what I'm passionate about, my goals, where I'm going. And, and, and these people who I do get to connect with, that's my safe place where I can go and expand and feel that part of that community. Because you mentioned it earlier, you know, you had that one person who believed in you. Yeah all the difference that's what a coach is right the coach is there that one person believing in you until you believe in yourself but to be surrounded and this is why i love group coaching above everything that i do because when you're in a group coaching environment you're with a group of like-minded people on, on the same growth journey as you and you get to watch them be coached so you're indirectly getting coached right so it's not as Oh, in the moment. And, and personally, I think that watching other people grow and go through their journey and have their experiences is one of the most powerful ways of fast tracking our own personal success that we can have. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, lots to talk about into that, but yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I know this next question I'm going to ask you could be the subject of an entire 12 week course, but um <laughs> This could be sensitive for, for some people listening. Let's take that um, that person, and let's just say it's your intimate partner, 
that you you want to make this change for yourself, but they're either consciously or unconsciously sabotaging what it is that that you're doing. What is a way for people to, I suppose, get started in knowing that, okay, first thing that you don't do is just leave the relationship. We don't want to do that. But what's that process to to get people started to have whether it's awkward conversations or the thought process they should go through? They've got to accept the responsibility of being the leader in this new dynamic. So that's basically the starting point. So at the end of the day, we have to get to a point that we're doing what we're doing for all the right reasons. We're doing what we're doing for ourselves. We've done the work to identify why we really want to do it. And not just that, there's a process that I go through, which is called the ultimate achievement blueprint. And what it's all about is getting people to really work out a sturdy foundation so they can handle whatever is thrown at them in the external world. So again, I've done a masterclass on this, but ultimately what it is, identifying the goal, why we want it, um, and then ultimately the best question in this whole process, I'll just narrow it down to this right now, who do you need to become in order to generate this kind of result, right? And so most people are going, this is what I want. This is how I'm going to do it. And then, and then they tell people in their life who know them as this particular person, I'm going to lose this 10 kilos. This is how I'm going to do it. I've got a new personal trainer. I've got Rob on my team. Like we're going, we're going to do this. And then all that does for their partner is go, what, who's this person's going to get you know, look good and then they're going to leave me and then all this stuff's going to happen. And so we have to have an understanding of that, but you're only going to be able to handle the judgments, the opinions, the insecurities, the fears of that person closest to you. When you've got a strong, sturdy foundation, you know what it is that you want, you know, all the reasons why you want it. You've gone to town with all the reasons why you don't want it you've become your coach and you've transferred that you've got new empowering beliefs. You're shifting your identity to who you need to become. And ultimately what I say is don't try and convince the unconvincible with your words. Yeah. At the end of the day, we need to have a better perspective. We're going to get hit with challenge, but where's the value in that challenge? If your partner doesn't challenge you, like I'm all about finding what the value is from that judgment, criticism, whatever it is. And so say your partner is like, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, that's going to be so hard. I just want to eat this crappy food today and they bring it into the house and whatever. You know, at the end of the day, you've got to, um, you've got to get to that point where you're like, oh, like I, I get where this person is coming from, but that's no longer who I want to be. And yeah. that's not who I'm going to be. And I, I need to, instead of tell them what they're doing wrong, because that's what somebody feels like when you make a change and you raise your standard, you're shining light on them maybe not having that higher standard. Instead of making them wrong, you need to just go about your business, surround yourself with people who are like-minded, who are supporting you, whether that's just your coach or, or that is a group or network that you have, and be the leader by example rather than through words. Don't try and change anybody. Just show them, just be happy and just move in the direction of you achieving your results and if you do feel like they're throwing you off path um you know I, I would say that you have to get more clear on the reasons why you're doing it and communicate with that person that takes them on the journey with you in be inclusive if you can be and make it you know 
de-emphasize the threat. Understand what's going on for your partner if they are that person. Go, what's going on in their world? What are their fears about this? And how can I help reassure them that we yeah. do have a loving relationship and how can I use this to, to connect us even more? But don't place all your expectations on them to come on that journey with you. It, it can oftentimes only serve to push them further away. And, um, you know, that's just fear versus fear rather than you being strong and centered. And sorry, I lost my train of thought before, but I just got it back um, in terms of ultimately... Um, no, I just lost it again. Oh, far out. I just had this really great point that I wanted to make and I was That's, like... Oh, let me make a comment that might come back to you. I, I think what a lot of people don't realise is that these things where you are, whether it's a friend, a colleague, an intimate partner is the most painful one because you've got that friendship with the intimacy in there as well, uh, is the fact that um, this comes about from their fears and their insecurities about what this is going to mean to them. It's generally not personal. It's about what does it mean to them? Because I will be fearful because you're going to now look sexy and good and you're going to go off and find someone else yep. as opposed to I don't want to come on that journey. I don't think I can come on that journey. But if you change, that might mean you leave me. Yes. That yep. makes me feel unsure of who I am and why you're really with me. And maybe you're not really with, I'm not really happy with me. So you're looking to change this so you can find someone better. I mean, I hear that so often. Yep. Uh, with people and it's like what what are you talking about i still love you you know it's this is about me and what i want to do and this is why i'm doing it and, yep. um so I, I think that that can be really painful um for people because i have a number of clients that are in relationships like that and they continue not to change yes because they are actually fearful of changing mm -hmm. i have one lady that says to me uh i well i said to her I don't think you want to change enough because I think you're worried about who you're going to become and how you're going to be judged because you're the fittest in your circle at the moment. Yeah. And she came back a few weeks later and she said, Rob, I had this major realisation. You're right. Mm. I don't know who I'll be if I'm not the way that I am. I don't think I can handle it. And to me that seems crazy, but I also understand. Yeah. Yeah. Did that thought come back to you? Yeah, no, it didn't. I, oh, I was damn. Would, but, but what I would say is that we also need to give people, like bringing it back to identity as well, like you're making a big shift in your identity to generate a different result in your life. And our intimate partners, you know, in relationship, we have an identity. You know, part of our identity is I'm, I'm married or I'm with this person yeah. or whatever. So yeah. you're actually forcing them to shift their identity. And we all know if the number one, you know, fear, you know, like insecurity is like losing control of, um, you know, who we are, like that's why we can't address it, is you've got to be lenient with people. Like you've got to understand their process. You've got to give them time. And you've got to be willing to, oh, I got it back. You've got to be willing at, you know, to take their judgment, their criticism, their challenge, and actually use it to your advantage because the number one thing we'll just bring relationship into it again a little bit here is that at the end of the day most of us struggle in our relationships because we believe that they should be only support only pleasure only support 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 
And that's a fallacy. That's only 50% of the equation. Every loving relationship has 50% support, 50% challenge, and you need both. It's like that motherly love and that fatherly love, you know, that unconditional love. You can't do anything wrong in your mother's eyes, support, support, support. And you also need that fatherly love. Hey, I see your potential. Raise yeah. your standard and live to it. Yeah. And that's part of what we need to accept in our relationship dynamic. We have, we're going to have support and we're going to have challenge. And just because we have challenge doesn't mean it's the wrong relationship. Yes. It means we've got this response. What are we going to do with it? And how are we going to use it to our advantage? How are we going to use it to fuel us? And every challenge you break through, if you look back through your life, the timeline of your life, guaranteed you've got challenges there that made you stronger. And your yeah. partner's giving you the very gift that you need to stay yeah to who you are because it'd be easy to do it right if it was so easy everybody would have the That's best body the life of their life yeah exactly the the and the love of their life and all that sort of stuff you yeah. need challenge to get to the next level that's growth and yeah. so your partner's giving you a gift and that's a great mentality to have in that in arena and this is like we were saying at the start about the, the quality of the question that you ask yourself when you're faced with a challenge will determine who you really are and what you're really going to do. Um, this is fantastic stuff, um, Vanessa. Thank you. But I, I really, just looking at the time, I realised that we need to bring this into a landing. I did want to ask you, so what's your typical day of health and fitness and why, what do you do for yourself to look after your health? Yeah, and great question. Um, so I'm currently having a green smoothie. Yes, and about to get your workout. Yeah, about to do my workout. Um, so generally what I do, so I came from a background that when I got into health and fitness and it was my distraction, um, it wasn't necessarily the healthiest way to do health and fitness. I was a total addict, right? Yeah. Like I was at a bodybuilding gym. I was counting every calorie. I measured every gram of everything. I yeah. only ate precisely on the three hour mark and I was yeah, yeah. so strict and and, and it was just driving me crazy. It was taking over my entire life, actually. But it's yeah. purpose because I wasn't happy with my life. I didn't have yeah. direction. So it served a good purpose of distracting me from that at the time. Yeah. Ultimately, um, going through that massive journey, I've been on a massive journey of just getting back to trusting myself. And really what that is, is listening to my body. You know, we come from a realm of just, you know, you have to eat breakfast, lunch and dinner and, and no, yeah. hang on a minute, like how about listen to your body and start to build that trust from within. So I've gotten, it's been a long journey, but I've yeah. gotten to a point now where I eat when I'm hungry and I don't eat when I'm not hungry. And okay. when I do eat, I like to call myself a nutritarian. A nutritarian. Nutritarian. Did yeah. you just make that up? I've never heard of that. Uh, no, it's a term. I wish I made it up. I forget who actually coined it. But um, when I heard it, I was like, that's it. And being a nutritarian is really you eat basically based on how much nutrients that particular food is going to give you and put into your body. So you okay. go for maximum nutrients. And so... Um, what I basically do is I always have green smoothies on hand. Um, I usually have, I probably go through three of these jars throughout my day. Um, I, you know, I eat um, loads of greens and like loads of different colors. I just kind of pick whatever's freshest at the supermarket, wherever I go, try and yeah. get organic, but it's not always possible. Try and get what, sorry? Try and get organic. Oh, organic, yeah. Produce, but it's not always possible. It can be quite limiting. And yeah. then 
basically when I was in the bodybuilding realm, I was eating at least 500 grams of meat every day, you know, and I'm only yeah, a right. person. Um, yeah. And so basically now I eat limited meat. Um, I just feel personally better. I yeah. focus on gut health. So I have bone broths, sauerkraut, things like that. I don't take any supplements. I used to, I used to be, I used to have whole boxes of supplements. Um, I think there are some healthy supplements that I occasionally have. Um, and there's a whole kind of realm for that, but everything that I have is natural. Um, I, even if I have supplementation of some sort, I, I have a particular um, person that I go to with that, who I really trust. She's, she really researches. She's a very, she's a pioneer in the, in the health industry. Um, so I, I go to trusted sources for that. Um, and yeah, so I just go for the best quality that I can. And um, I, you know, I do some fasting and stuff at times and all sorts of stuff. And my training kind of looks like um i just kind of go with weight training a lot of weight training um so you know, many days you're working out yeah so usually what i do is i end up working out i like to get moving every single day um mm -hmm. but in terms of weight training i might do five times a week and um you know i try and do do stretching every time i'm in the gym um and it's harder for me to get into my cardio um yeah. I, can't I to that. have to really like, Oh, I need a bit of accountability with that one. Yeah. Um, I love weight training. I love getting in the gym. I love feeling strong and yeah. um, you know, that sort of stuff. So I have to make it outdoors and, and, you know, you know, kind of convince myself I'm, I'm just exploring the outdoors rather than doing my cardio. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Most, well, most of my cardio these days is just walking. Yeah. I'm the same. I like historically, I've, um, uh, come through just strength training i love the strength training yeah. cardio is like man what am i doing here this is boring yeah. <laughs> um, but i do like to get outside and go for a, a you know like nice power walk or whatever i yeah making sure i'm moving every day too so oh that's awesome yeah so um let's bring this in for a landing now yeah. we spoke hopefully you remember we talked about um a couple of things about a special offer that yeah. you might have for our listeners today so did you want to talk to us about that yeah, definitely. So I didn't exactly know what direction we were going to take. I know we wanted to bring the health element, um, but basically we didn't get much of a chance to dive into this, but the major piece of work that I do is around personality psychology, which I introduced you to a couple yeah, of Yeah, yeah, I did it myself, yeah. And, uh, and basically what I want to give your audience is um, a three-part video series that will introduce them. It doesn't matter that we didn't touch on it today because they're going to be able to get the value from the training and probably more because they can get into that in depth. But basically what it is, is to understand how you as an individual are wired. It's all yep. about the neuroscience of your personality. It's all based on science, but it gives people the best platform I've ever seen in, and I call myself the human guinea pig of personal development. I try it all. I throw myself into everything. And yeah. by far this system is hands down better than any other to understand why you do what you do. Yeah. Get into authentic alignment and empowerment and to actually have a framework. It's like a blueprint of your best self as an individual and how to be that, how to grow into that, how to navigate relationship challenges based on you, not just this one size fits all kind of way of looking at personal development. And ultimately it's 
great for, the, for those of us who don't really know what we want to do to create fulfillment in our lives. It yes. gives you the greatest filter to identify what your greatest strengths are, your genius. And so um, I want to give that to your audience. Yeah, beautiful. Um, so I'll give you the link to that and you can... Yes, we'll attach that, yeah. But you can, people can go and check out um, my website. There's a bunch of free, um, free stuff on my website. Yeah, so you want to just tell us what that is so that we can, so people can jump on there? Definitely. So if they go to vanessajanepatrick.com, it's a bit of a long one. Um, but yeah, you'll be able to um, sign up for a bunch of different stuff. Um, but yeah, I really highly recommend as well um, for any of your listeners who end up wanting to join the masterclasses where they mm. become a part of that community that I'm talking yeah. about. It's worldwide. It's global. I'm going to be starting live, um, live retreats um, in 2020. So yeah, nice. we're going to be bringing those communities into the flesh, which I'm super excited about. And every month, we do a new live training. So we get on a Zoom call like you and I are on today. Yeah. And we get to connect that community where all those friendships and connections are being built. And I take you through the number one um, thing that I'm learning about uh, right now to take you to the next level uh, around human behavior, human potential, uh, you know, everything that's going to get you towards you being your best self, your most authentic self, and ultimately reaching that potential. And um, we go through an amazing training um, with that each month. And then, um, yeah, and so I also do group coaching with that, which happens a fortnight after that. So lots of great stuff coming in with that where we dive in deep and you get personal coaching with me at like next to nothing cost um, compared to, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching. Yeah. yeah. So it's amazing stuff. And what I'd throw out to your audience is that if they do want to sign up to be part of the masterclasses, um, I will offer a one-on-one -on -one, uh, discover your genius profiling session with me. Yeah. Um, and I'll offer that at a half price discount. So it's yeah, nice. substantial. So, um, so yeah, if, um, if anybody wants to do that, I can set something up so they can um, join and I'll know that they're joining through you. And then that way I can offer them that um, discount. And uh, yeah, and I, I know that once you watch the three-part video series, you're going to want to absolutely um, get that framework with um, like specific to you. And, um, and with those profiling sessions, I also have PDF for their personality type, their growth path, and um, so, so much more. It's just, it's so much that, yeah, anyway. Yeah. I, I think uh, for those people that are maybe listening, think, wow, I get it, but I don't get it like what we were talking about before. I think that three-part video series sounds awesome because yeah. uh, when we went through the personality profile, I mean, I've done lots of this in the past uh, before as well, but it, it really does identify, like, what's the core of you and, the, you know, those opposites of, you know, what's your, your main core where you have challenges, what do you need to do to step into that and whatever. And I think, so I guess it's, it's probably just an awareness as well as to, to who you are, what's your natural style and how, you know, what are some, some tools and techniques for, for dealing with that. Um, so I think that's a great, uh, a great gift. So thank you for, for doing that. Yes. Um, the other one that you said about that community, I, I think as, I, like as kids, it's so easy to make friends. Oh, you're not playing with me? Oh, you're my new friend. <laughs> but when you're an adult, it's so hard to form those empowering, supportive, uh, new environments where you are going to feel supported and yes you can jump onto facebook and you know you can write some comments and that kind of stuff but this is different 
And I think that's really powerful as well to have an environment where you can step into and feel safe and supported, just like our ladies' classes, I suppose. But this is, I would love to spend more time with my people so that they, you know, you can, I can work on the minds rather than just the bodies. So I think that's another beautiful platform as well. And we've talked about it a couple of times, but coaching, I know both you and I have coaches. And like probably 10, 15 years ago, people didn't think of coaching as something that was mainstream and thought about it as something that was more um, for people that were either sports teams or they had a lot of problems. But if I guess if you liken yourself to a sports team or those high achievers, what do all the best teams that are doing the best in the world have? The top tennis players, all of that. They have multiple coaches. Yes. Because if you want to stay a high performer and get to be a high performer, then you need to have a coach. Just like weight loss, anything, you want to improve, that coaching helps you get there faster. So um, yes. You just mentioned three things that we could just talk about all day. So um, I want to thank you so much, Vanessa. It's been fantastic talking to you. I think people get so much value out of this today. And I know still it's just the tip of the ice, the iceberg, really. There's so much more. So um, I encourage everybody to jump onto your website and um, check it out. Take up this three video series and we'll put some links in as well as the how they can take advantage of the special offer and so forth. So thank you so much for today. I love speaking with you. We'll have to um, work out a time to do another one. Absolutely. And yeah, I just want to honor you for what you're doing, you know, everything that you're bringing, you. all the effort that you're, you know, taking to actually help people and serve them on this level. And, you know, just speaking to you a couple of days ago and getting to dive into your world and your story and getting to fascinate over you through profiling session, which is what I love, love doing. You know, I can see that you're so in your genius you know, you're so on path and it's yeah. so enlivening for me to see that. And, uh, and so you're a real gift for everybody that's connected mm -hmm. to you. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to get to meet your audience and all that great stuff and have an amazing conversation that I know we keep saying we could talk all day. And um, yeah, we'd love to come back sometime and maybe we could take a different angle and go yeah, real sure. deep on relationships or something great like that. So yeah, yeah. sounds great. Thanks so much, Vanessa. We will talk again next time. Thank you so much. All right.